Coming up, we got starts of the week, Dynasty buy sell, a few names that maybe you haven't thought about, but you should consider selling or buying depending on what situation your team's in. If you're a contender, if you're a rebuilder, we've got it for you. All that and more on this episode of the podcast. This is this is a football podcast, man. Meat football good. Man, we talk football. Eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. It's Josh. It's Ben. It is a Thursday, October nineteenth. Thursday. I do love a good Irish reference there. Good Thursday night. Can't meet you at Irish. the pub. There we go. I just need a good pint of Guinness. Go for it. The intro that nobody happier. asked for. <laughs> You'd be much happier. Oh no! Happiness How's your life glass. been? Are you are you trying to tell me something subliminally? Uh no my my life is fine. Well, okay. Does it have anything to do with the fact that all your fantasy teams are in a shambles because of injuries? Uh, not a, not all of them. Multiple of them are in shambles. The Several. majority are in shambles. I have one team, one of our main ones, that is hanging on. It is it's staying strong. It stayed alive without Cooper Cup. It got Cooper Cup back. Starting to hit its stride. It's four and two, third in the league. Uh, I think third in points four. Not bad. Pretty pretty close. Yes. No. Second in points four. This is that same league where at one point I think I had a 200 point lead and that point lead has shrunk. You are it's now you like are still 15 first. points. No, no, no. Yes. You are still first by uh 9 points. Amazing. <laughs> Boys, Got we it. are clinging to the lead barely. To be fair, you lost Justin Jefferson and I gained Cooper Cup. That's the that's the yeah. point difference right there. Caught back up. That is, that's all you need to know. <laughs> oh, man. Fantasy is, it's so fun. Is a cruel, cruel mistress. That it is. Uh, if you are listening to the show and you enjoy what we're doing here, consider leaving us a rating and review wherever you're listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're live right now. Uh, the video will stay up there on YouTube. As well, subscribe, hit that little notification bell so you can be notified when we go live on YouTube. And uh, then if you want to watch it that way, you can do it that way. And if you want to support the show and what we do here, we are on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Fantasy Brothers Podcast. We'd really Alrighty. appreciate it. We do. We appreciate it we, quite a we, bit. We want to do it so we don't have to drink Guinness to be happy. <laughs> right. We don't want to be that poor guy in a pub. We want your approval to be happy. Exactly. Uh, we have. What do we have? We got starts of the week, some dynasty buy sell, a whole lot of news, and uh, Ben is having a crisis because the Spider Man game just came out. It is. I'm a. I'm a secret nerd. I like a lot of this stuff. Drops tonight. I don't know if I should stay up late, play just a little bit before. You know, I have to go to work tomorrow or pull it on a night or Saturday night or Friday night. The sane person 
would stay up all night Friday night, but... That's probably what I'm going to do. But at the same time, staying up all night tonight and, and not having to wait the full day and then read about everybody going ballistic about it on your lunch break sounds fun as well. Yeah, that would be annoying. <clears throat> we'll see. It's kind of... We're short-staffed at work. Tomorrow's going to be a pretty bad day. Ah. <sighs> But it'll be nice to have something to come home to. And we got football tonight, so I've, I've got it'd that. It'd be nice to have something to come home to. <laughs> ben to Watts, come... 2023. It'll be nice to have something to come home to. <laughs> oh, no, boys. He's closer to that Guinness than we thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have anything. Oh, oh man. Uh, all right, some news. We've got a lot of it. Uh, Devonte Adams in his press conference, I think it was today, Thursday, the 19th, he was talking about how he was frustrated with his role in the offense. This is crazy. I, I have Devonte Adams in a couple leagues. And so I've experienced the past couple weeks where he hasn't really delivered for fantasy. Um, but at the same time, I hadn't really looked at the numbers and, and, you know, really looked at it over the past two weeks. He has nine total targets. The two weeks prior to that. He had 33. So it's a stark, stark contrast there over the past month. It's been a little bit of up and down. He's not he's not very happy in Vegas right now, it seems. I would wonder why. Well, they suck. They're terrible, and he's not getting the ball. <sighs> a friend of mine once told me that wide receivers want two things. And if they're not getting either one of not getting one of them, they will let you know. Yeah. They want money and they want the ball. Yep. And they will tell you when they're not getting one of them. And you could add in a .5, not even a full third, just a .5 winning games. Yeah, they don't care about winning games. <laughs> Devonta even said in his in his interview, like, it doesn't matter, not here to win games, like he's here for the greatness or, or something like that. Yeah. Which, okay. So he's like, we can lose, but if I have 11 catches, 250 yards, I'm, that's fine. I do understand, because at the end of the day, if we're really honest, in week, what, seven, are we going to remember week seven of the 2023 NFL season for a game that the Raiders won? Or are we going to remember that Devontae Adams had 11 catches, 250 yards, and three touchdowns? We will remember that. So, I know we, we bag on guys because they don't want to win games, but, like, at the same time, there's there's a give and take, you know? Like, you want to win games, totally get that. That is the reason why they play the games. But also the longevity, the money, the... I mean, that stuff is very important, too. So, ideally, you would have both. And I think that's really what he's trying to get at with this press conference of, like, I want to win, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I don't want to win and go out there and just do cardio. Yeah. Which I get, you know? And he's Devontae Adams. He can say whatever the crap he wants. Look, if, <clears throat> if Stefan Diggs... It's mad in Buffalo when they win 13 games a year. He has 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns. Exactly. Devontae Adams is worse off, trust me. Yes. <laughs> he has earned the ability to say that. Yeah. Uh, you will be happy to know. This is really funny. because I So I read the article, and I thought it said Shane Steichen. It did not. It said Kevin Stefanski. And I did a double take. Like, wait, Kevin Stefanski's not the, the Colts coach. Kevin Stefanski said that he anticipated Jonathan Taylor's workload increasing. And I was like, oh, that sounds like great coach speak from the Colts. Wait a minute. Kevin Stefanski's the coach of the Browns. 
<laughs> what's going on here? I anticipate that we might give our player the ball more. Yeah, so the Browns are preparing as though Jonathan Taylor will get a lot of touches when they play the Colts this weekend. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, what was it, two weeks ago, Zach Moss, it was like a 90-10 snap share sort of deal. Last week, it was 50-50. I think the trend yeah, they're, is they're they're ramping up J- J- Jonathan Taylor and he'll he'll get there. Yeah, I think this week, if if the trend is moving the way it looks like it is, it'll be like maybe a sixty forty sort of thing between him and Zach Moss, and then I think it's his from from there on. Yeah, he had he had seven touches week one, and then he had. You mean two weeks ago? Two? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first week he was back essentially. He had seven cat car touches. Two weeks ago, last week he had thirteen, so it's yeah. he's already started to implement himself more. Just in time to face the Cleveland defense, which <laughs> No Anthony Richardson. Oh, Yikes. Oh boy. Gardner Minshew is gonna look real bad out there Sunday. That's all I'm gonna say about it. That's why they're gonna give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Uh the Jets have traded McCall Hardman back to the Chiefs. They traded for McCole Hardman from the Chiefs a couple months ago, and now they trade him back to Kansas City. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't know. They need a receiver. You need to trade for one, but McCole Hardman never cracked like more than wide receiver three. Yeah. Like on good weeks in Kansas City. So I don't know. He's got chemistry with Mahomes. They're just kind of looking for something right now. They are. They're trying to throw something to the wall and see if it's going to stick. With Hardman, you were never going to start him anyway. You didn't start him when he was in Kansas City, let's be honest. So yeah. nothing it's really. okay for best ball. Yeah, sure. Good for best ball. I, he was like Sammy Watkins, you know? Sammy Watkins, granted, Sammy Watkins had all of his big weeks in week one, and then he would disappear the rest of the season. Yeah. But Sammy Watkins always managed to have one spike week here and there, that you never took advantage of. And you're always like, oh, is Sammy Watkins good again? No, 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 no. He's not. As it's soon just as you put him in the lineup, he's going to go away. Yeah. Maybe that's that's McCall Hardman. This is interesting. Uh, over the past 24 hours-ish, the Broncos and Colts apparently have been talking about a Jerry Judy trade, and it's get it's getting hot Steve and Smith spicy. Steve Smith would disagree. <laughs> Steve Smith does not like Jerry Judy. No. What was it that he said about him? That he was just a a jag? Yeah, just something a guy? like that. Like he's like, should you trade for Jerry Judy? He's like, no, you should not trade for Jerry Judy. It was so funny because it was the most professional, just like petty thing I've ever seen. He was like on NFL, on the NFL Network or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, I was. Tra-. He said he was trying to like apologize for Jerry Judy because he talked junk about him. And he said Jerry Judy had improved in ga- his game since then, and he, like he walked up to him, and Judy just blew him off and told him off right away. Yeah. <laughs> so they cut to Steve Smith, just like glaring at the camera. He's like, "Do not trade for this man." He's like, "He sucks." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, if he would go to the Colts, I think it would be interesting. I like. Let's play out the scenario because by the next time we record, he may already be a Colt. What would that look like if he were to get traded to the Colts? I mean, he Michael Pittman feels like an upgraded Cortland Sutton to me, at least. Yeah. 
big body receiver, um, big catch radius. They need somebody opposite him. They need, I mean, Jerry Judy's a good route runner. He can get create space. He can open things up for the rest of the offense. I feel like it makes sense, um, you know, especially with a rookie quarterback, go get him as many weapons as possible. I know he, you know, Richardson is out for the year. Still helps with Gardner Minshew. You got, you got Jonathan Taylor coming back. You won't be able to stack the box against him. I mean, I, I think it helps overall. How much will it eat into Michael Pittman's target share? I mean, it will. I. It's one of those. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure how it how it affects Pittman yet. Yeah, I don't know. I I would imagine it would affect Josh Downs pretty significantly. Downs has been yeah. really good the past few weeks. Yeah, I think Downs takes us takes a big hit. Yeah, but Jerry Judy has mostly worked out of the slot with the Broncos. Now it could change. They might try and play him outside. I mean, he played outside in college, but you know that was Alabama. That was Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> that was no, different. You, you take it with a grain of salt, but still, I I don't know. It feels weird because I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know how much they really need Jerry Judy. They need another outside receiver. I feel like Josh Downs is a really good slot, and he's gonna he's be fine. Fi- yeah, he's just fine. He's all you need in the slot. Now, this is not saying like adding Jerry Judy is a bad situation. Like adding right. Jerry Judy to really any situation, like it, it's not gonna hurt it. He's a good player. Yes. Yeah. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I don't think it's a bad move for an NFL team to want to add Jerry Judy. But in terms of figuring out the pecking order of, like, how does this work, like, on paper, they're not desperately in need for a receiver like Jerry Judy. Yeah. Not that it would hurt to add him. In, in my mind, like, if they were to add somebody, it would be a uh, a deep threat. Um, I know they have Alec Pierce, but, like, you know, a good, more versatile deep threat. I don't think of of somebody I can think in my head of who that who that what that would look like. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think of a name. Maybe an Elijah Moore or somebody like that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Elijah can operate out of the slot too, though. Yeah, he's he's more of a slot guy. I don't know that. I mean, he he does work down the field, but over the thinking middle, out yeah. loud, really. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. Henry Ruggs, if he was not incarcerated. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. Um, Kyler Murray's practice window has been opened up. Finally! By the Cardinals. You told me before recording, if you're wrong, I blame you, that maybe they're anticipating he will start week nine. That's, well, I mean, it's not me and you know speculating. That's what I'm I'm reading per so other sources that are speculating, really. Um, he, he practiced yesterday in a limited fashion. He was throwing today. From what I read, the article I read, they're saying potentially he practices the next two weeks, they start to ramp him up, and then either start him two weeks from now or three weeks from now in week nine, which would be against Cleveland. That's a tough way to start. But if he doesn't start then, I think that would mean he's out for the year, if I'm thinking about this correctly, because they opened up his 21-day window from the pup now yeah yeah woof if he would have to start for against cleveland first game back that would yeah. suck poor little kyler murray he'd probably tear his other knee <laughs> they come running right back like up oh, he back to the pub <laughs> miles garrett want, killed him i, I don't want to wish it on anybody but 
God, that's not a good he, way to start. He actually bit him in half. <laughs> oh, Miles Garrett sat on Kyler Murray, and and he just disappeared. Sad situation. Ter- you hate to see that to a guy. You you do hate to see it. Um, yeah, that was the news. Starts of the week. We've got running backs and wide receivers. You know, we've been doing quarterbacks, but like, you know, who to start. Yeah. I, I was doing the show doc this afternoon and I was sitting there and I was like, okay, we need a quarterback start of the week. And I was like, everybody's already got the quarterback. If you're in super flex, you know who you got. If you're in one quarterback, you know who you got. At this point, it's like, oh, Jared Goff has a good matchup. Maybe you play him over Kirk Cousins. I don't know. But like, I'll you tell you what, what I'll tell you what. We'll give you advice if like DM us on, on Instagram if you've got a Kirk versus Jared Goff situation. We'll we'll talk to you there. Otherwise start your studs. We we do get that. I, I did see at one point and I thought it was really funny. Somebody was like, Hey, <clears throat> should should I start Derek Carr or um Oh god, who was it? It might have been Trevor Lawrence. Maybe it was um, Lamar Jackson. I think it was Lamar Jackson. I'll say, please tell me he was asking, like, do I start Derek Carr or, like, Baker Mayfield or somebody? (laughs) No, it was was not that one. Nope, not that one. It was the guy that you're probably going to start, but, uh, oh, maybe Derek Carr. No, I'm sorry, but no. Derek Carr's got a good matchup, but Josh Allen's going up against, like, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) You know who you're starting, long story Even if it's... Up against Cleveland, you start the guy, the Josh Allen guy, over the, yeah. over the other one. Okay, start of the week. Lead us off. Hit us with your running back start of the week. I'm very excited. I get to do it. DeAndre Swift. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. We're, we're gonna need a counter at the end of the year. How many times DeAndre Swift was your start of the week? Let's go. Every week. Even if I don't say him, just assume start DeAndre Swift. Hmm. But in all seriousness. You, you really need to start him this week. You're going up against Miami. Miami can drop 50 on anybody. DeAndre Swift, even last week, he really wasn't very good, quote-unquote. He had like six carries for 18 yards, but he had 10 targets, eight catches. Mm-hmm. So I think his efficient – I think it's kind of a, a fluke game because nobody in that offense was really efficient running the ball, so it wasn't just him. I think the efficiency comes back. Miami, their defense, like on on paper, quote unquote, has been okay against the run. But when you break those stats down, their opponents are almost always playing from behind. So people are having to throw against Miami. The closest games they've had, which was against like the the opener against the Chargers, the Chargers ran for over two hundred yards because they stayed with them point for point, pretty much. Everybody else they've blown out. The Bills game, don't really consider that because Josh Allen threw all over them. They were making a statement. Everything points towards the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be able to run the ball against them. I'm not worried about that. And Miami is going to be able to score and hang with the Eagles. So in a high-scoring matchup, the efficiency will be wrecked. DeAndre Swift might be a top-five play this week in my in my mind. I, I Yeah, you're starting everybody that you possibly can in this game, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you're right. The Eagles are going to run the ball, and they're going to do a good job of it. I also think they're going to be able to pass the ball. I, the Dolphins' defense really is not that good, but it's just it hasn't mattered 
Yeah, because their offense scoring, is they're incredible. averaging 37 points a game. That's that's not yeah. a joke. That is actually what they're averaging this year. Yeah, there it literally does not matter how good their defense is right now. The way their offense is playing. So like, and also Philadelphia's pass defense is I think 29th in the NFL. Like they're awful defending. Like they're the not going to stop the the Dolphins. No, no. Uh, Philly's going to have to score points, but I do think because it's Philly, they will run the ball. They will yeah. be like, okay, we can run the ball in this team. We're gonna They're going to have to do gonna... that, too, just to slow the offense of the Dolphins down. Yes. Yes. They're going to have to slow the game down. So, yeah, swift smash. Mine is a little bit more of a deeper dive here. It is less sexy than DeAndre Swift. It is. It's Jerome Ford against the Colts. Ew. <laughs> it's not sexy, I'll be honest with you. But I do think... With the way running backs are right now, you're, you're you're taking what you can get. And I know Kareem Hunt had a good week last week, so people are more in on Kareem Hunt, probably because he's a known commodity and Jerome Ford's a little bit of a question mark. But let's not forget that Jerome Ford has been the primary ball carrier for the Browns. Last week he had 17 carries, even while Kareem Hunt was sort of having his little resurgence there. Jerome Ford still was the primary ball carrier. And also, Indianapolis's rush defense really isn't all that good. They're sixth worst in rush yards allowed, and they are allowing 113 rushing yards a game, which is not, not super great. So this is a game where also I don't believe Deshaun Watson is going to play. And if we're honest with ourselves... And, and P.J. Walker starts again, I don't think they're going to do much in the past game. I think they're going to want to just run the ball, play good defense, and just keep it a low-scoring game and win, like, you know, 16-10. to 10. Yeah. So. No, I agree. Jerome Ford. Wide receivers. I'm going to like this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown. Hey, yo! It's been very solid all year. You're going up against a Seattle defense that, I'm going to be honest with you, doesn't doesn't terrify me. They did very good against the Bengals last week, but outside oh, that of that, a nice they... little a nice little crack there. I like that. What? That little voice crack. I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm so little kid. <laughs> little kid inside. That was a good one! But they did very, very well against um, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals look like they're they're trending in the right direction. They're starting to get back. So the fact that they did well is impressive. But up to that point, they haven't wowed me defensively. You got beat 30 to 13 by the Rams. You let Puka Nakua, you know, go all go go buck wild on you and Tutu Atwill. Um against the Lions, Aminra and the boys did their thing. They won the game, but gave up 31 points. Uh Adam Thielen had 11 catches for 145 yards against Seattle's defense. Giants doesn't count. You did well against the Bengals. Jamar Chase still at 80 yards because he's Jamar Chase. But, yeah, I think the Holly, or the Cardinals are going to be playing from behind most of the game. They're going to have to throw the ball. Hollywood Brown, even last week, which was a quote-unquote like, like a down week, he still had 11 targets. He's had 10 targets, 5 targets week 1, 10 targets week 2, 7 targets week 3, 10, 10, 11 targets I think he has a resurgent week in a game where they're going to be down. Hollywood Brown's a smash play. He's been so good, and nobody's talked about yeah, it. Yeah, he's been sneaky good. Wide receiver, it feels like 
low how good he's been. He's wide receiver 16 on the year. I love that. And I love it so much because I called it before the season. I was going back and looking at some of the the takes we had just to see, like, you know, did we hit on some of these? Are we crazy or did we, did we mostly uh, were we miss? doing all right? That was one of those that I had no conviction about it, but I was like, you know, I feel like Marquise Brown is going to be a little bit better than we think he's going to be. And, um, you know, not a not a smash, like, league winner sort of pick, but, like, just a, one of those solid picks that helps out your team as a decent wide receiver, too, for you. You feel okay about him. You can put him in your flex and be like, okay, I'm fine. Hollywood Brown, he's yeah. solid. It's not a wasted pick. No. He's been better than that, honestly. He's been very solid. Yeah, he's a he's a mid to high end wide receiver too. Yeah, so yeah, I Devon Witherspoon, pretty good, pretty good corner there for the Seahawks. But I do think you're right. I mean, Hollywood pretty fast. <laughs> so is Witherspoon. He's pretty fast. He ran a four three himself. So I don't know. I I don't think they're gonna have him shadow Hollywood either though. So he's probably gonna get his. Yeah. I'm gonna go again, scraping the barrel a little bit. I'm picking these nice, you know, good names. You're like, ah, yeah, I like that guy. I'm definitely starting him. Yeah. Well, I felt bad because I kept going like, oh, you should start Jalen Waddell. You should start David (laughs) Montgomery. And I felt bad because there was a lot of people that I'm sure had actual start-sit questions. And they were like, well, no crap I'm starting Jalen Waddell. No crap I'm starting David Montgomery. So I'm, you took I'm him in the trying, second round. You don't. You don't even have a choice. You got to start him. Exactly. I'm trying to scrape it a little bit. Trying to find some guys that you actually are thinking about. So here we go. Jacoby Myers against the Chicago Bears. Wow. Jacoby Myers has been incredibly good. Far better than what I thought he was going to be. He's already got three top twelve weeks in six weeks. Fifty percent of his fantasy weeks are top twelve finishes. That's fantastic. Uh, he's also benefited from Devontae Adams not receiving a ton of targets the past two weeks. He's scored, I think, three times already. He's been very, very, very good. And they're playing the Chicago Bears, which are the fourth worst pass defense in the NFL. Uh, Myers is averaging 65 yards a game. So he's not just getting a bunch of touchdowns and it being kind of a fluky thing. No, I mean, he's actually involved in the offense. They have a really great matchup. Obviously, Devontae Adams, you lock him in this week. He's going to be very good. But I think Javon, uh, Jacoby Myers could have himself another pretty decent week. Yeah, yep. I like that. Don't know if I'll be in on him the rest of the year, but at least this week against the yep. Bears, yeah, this lock week. him in. Yeah, Bears, Bears ain't intimidating right, right now. The Bears, oh, man. Watch this be the week Devontae returns to form, gets like 20 targets. <laughs> Just, oh. Just dominates. Remind everybody, Devontae. He probably will. After he said what he said, he's probably going to have about 15 targets, and he's going to have 150 yards. And we're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, Devontae's back. Dynasty buy sell. So looking at this from the lens of a few different situations. We're in a lot of leagues. You're in a lot of leagues, Ben. I'm in a lot of leagues. We're in quite a few dynasty leagues where you're doing pretty good. Your team's great. You're just sort of rolling along. You're contending. But we're also each in a couple leagues where we're rebuilding. We're trying to figure out what's the best path forward. Our team isn't quite cutting it. We don't want to get stuck in that middle. You either want to be really good or really bad. I don't ever want to be in between. So we're and looking that six at six pick just doesn't feel good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I so I saw something uh, on Twitter. I don't know who put it out, but it was essentially just looking at the points for and using that as a barometer for like, okay, be honest with yourself. What is your team? If you're in the top three or four, three-ish, you're competing. If you're in the bottom three, four, three-ish, you're rebuilding. And if you're in the middle, figure out a way to get into one of the other two spots. You just yeah, you don't want to be... Sell some picks and move up or sell the sell the pieces. Exactly. So we're looking at this from not being in the middle. Either you are moving to compete or moving to rebuild. These are some players that I think you can trade for in these different situations. Uh, also, I put all these guys in. Feel free to uh, chip in with anybody you've got on the brain. But here's how we'll do this. I'll just read out some names, and then we'll just kind of talk through it as we go through. So for a contender, players that you should be buying, I put in here Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Michael Pittman, Sam Laporta, and Brees Hall. What jumps out to you there? Uh, Adam Thielen is the big one that jumps out to me, is how incredibly good he's been this year. Kind of seemingly out of nowhere, uh, yeah, I'm trying to buy him in, in multiple leagues, trying to contend, because there's a lot of, I guess, non-contending teams that sort of have him because he hasn't been amazing the past couple of years. So the team suffered a little bit, and and yeah, I, I think for the time being, he's a top 15 play. So maybe you're a yep. team that has lost Justin Jefferson. Um, don't sell Justin Jefferson for him. Obviously, I'm not saying that. <laughs> But you you can go get Adam Thielen from a rebuilding team because he's a 33-year-old receiver. I mean, as good as he has been, I, I mean, I don't expect this much longer. So, so go get Adam Thielen and ride it out this year. Yeah, and a lot of these guys are really interesting because they're producing and they're cheap. So Thielen especially. I mean, he's the epitome of that. He is really cheap, and he's the wide receiver six. Uh, Mike Evans is also in that same boat where he hasn't been quite as productive as, as Adam Thielen, but he has been really good in spurts this year, and he's cheap because he's old. So I think those two wide receivers especially, you can almost package them together as Mike Evans and Thielen are two guys that, like, they've been really good. I would expect them to at least be somewhat good the rest of the season. Maybe not to the same extent with Thielen, but they should still produce for you on a contending team. Yeah, And they're both really, really cheap. Michael Pittman's interesting because he's not quite as cheap as those other two guys. Like, if I were to trade for Michael Pittman right now, I, I've got him in one league. Granted, I am competing, so I'm not selling him. But, like, if I were to sell him, I'd try and get a first-round pick for him. But, like, if somebody came and I had Adam Thielen and they just tossed me and I was, you know, if I was one of those middle-of-the-pack teams that was trying to get into a rebuild or something and somebody just tossed me a second-round pick for either – Thielen or Evans, I'd probably be good with it. I'd be like, sure, yeah, take take the take the player, I'll take the pick. Um, Pittman's going to be a little bit more, um, but he's Pittman's also a, way younger and he's still producing at a top fifteen level. Exactly. Yeah, I think people don't. It, it depends on your league. Michael Pittman's weird. Like it, he's got people like him, but at the same time, people don't love him. Does that make sense? He's always one I I've tried to buy him multiple times and I I never get something done because I feel like the people who who have him are always willing to sell him 
but they always hold on to that little shred of hope. Like he's still 25 years old. He's still really good. He's the top option on his offense. So they always ask just a little bit more than just I'm willing to that I can like can talk myself into paying for Michael Pittman. Yeah, I have been there. I've tried to sell Michael Pittman high because I I do feel like there's a lot of managers that view Michael Pittman as a really good player. And I mean, he is a good player. But I think at different times in his career, he's popped and we've been like, oh, he's going to step into being like a perennial, like maybe he could be a a T. Higgins sort of player. I think there have been moments when it's like, this could be a T. Higgins. And then you try and sell him for a T. Higgins price and nobody wants to do that. But then he drops down and, and stops producing at that level. And it's like, okay, well, the window passed. I'll just, I, you know, I'll hold on to him. But then he starts producing again. It's like, okay, well, we've been through this rigmarole a couple times. I don't think he's T. Higgins. But at the same time, he's producing right now a lot better than T. Higgins is. Uh, he's getting a lot of targets, and he's doing stuff with it. I don't know. He's, he's a weird situation. If you're a contender, do you sell T. Higgins for Michael Pittman? You know, it sort of depends on on the the roster a little bit. I, I'll be honest with you. I think you can get Michael Pittman plus for T. Higgins, and so that that is a tear down I would probably be willing to do as a contender. Yeah. If I can get the plus now, straight up, I don't know if I want to do that because I think Higgins think will hold. He'll he'll insulate value longer than Michael Pittman will. But I agree. I think Tiggins, Higgins will have a resurgence at some point this year. Just with the Bengals' offense being better, he's going to get healthy. They're coming off, going to a bye week. Um, and for Dynasty, too, he's probably not going to be a Bengal next year. So he has a chance to go be a wide receiver one somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the other two here were Sam Laporta and Brees Hall. <clears throat> Brees Hall we know is expensive, but he is the only running back I can find right now that has truly elite top five ceiling and isn't being valued that way everywhere. Does that make sense? I don't know where you're trying to buy him. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere I try to buy him, like they want B. John Robinson value. Which I okay. mean, I don't, I don't blame you right now either. I'm gonna be honest. I, well, I say that because two weeks ago I was seeing videos of sell Brees Hall right now while his value is still pretty high because the Jets' offense is terrible. He's been a sell for a good chunk of the season, and now he's produced two weeks in a row, and the Jets' offense doesn't look like the worst offense in football, and people are starting to come back in. So I think you can just play his value off a little bit because it, it it's fluctuated a little bit this year. Whereas, like, you know, the other running backs that are those top guys, like Bijan Robinson, nobody's budging on his value right now. Christian McCaffrey, he's the best running back in football. So, like, there's no reason to budge. Jameer Gibbs is a guy that may – but, like, you don't want Jameer Gibbs as a contending team right now because he's not producing at the level that Brees Hall is. So, it's just – it's a nuanced situation with Brees Hall. Yeah. And then Sam Laporta. I mean – Sam Laporta is great. I he, think he, he's a top four tight end, but I don't know if you've got to pay that price. I don't think you have to pay the iron price for Sam Laporta yet. No. And and people people won't. I'm in a situation where in our in our main league, I 
have got three really good tight ends. And Sam Laporta, this is how good the tight end situation is. Sam Laporta is the third best tight end in in that tight end room. And he's the fourth best tight end in fantasy in football fantasy, right now. If that tells you, the only one I'm missing is Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, I need to sell him because the team is contending. I've suffered a bevy of injuries. Jefferson has gone down. Nick Chubb has gone down. Jameer Gibbs isn't producing. Um, T. Higg- I have T. Higgins on that team, too. He's been injured, not producing. The team is still, it's limped its way to 3-3. Three and three, And Sam Laporta's on the team. It's a dynasty league. I need to sell him for a receiver or something. But I just don't want to, man. Like he's. I'm scared I'm going to sell him. And he becomes the next Mark Andrews. Like he's this. If he's this good, his rookie year, what is he gonna be? He's gonna be good. I'll just spoil it for you now. Sam Laporta yeah. is legit. He is good. If so a tight I, end, I know I need to, but I, I don't want to. I know if a tight end produces like this, they're good. They're legit. You can buy into it. I. It's not smoke and mirrors. Like Kyle Pitts was not this good his rookie year. I. I know. I know. Blast someone someone asked me this question and I'm I'm curious your opinion on it. I may have asked you this before. And I it seems, seems blasphemous, but I truly don't know where I land on it. Not redraft. Obviously we have Laporta in redraft. In Dynasty. Kyle Pitts or Sam Laporta. Dude, it's so it's stupid tough. So it, because I, I think I, it depends I want on to say Pitts. I want to say Pitts, too. I want to say Pitts, but realistically, is his situation going to get much better than Laporta's in the next two, maybe three years? I don't know. You bet on the talent with players like this, but Laporta, Laporta's just, he's in a perfect spot. He's in a situation where that offense is really not going to change all that much. Outside of Ben Johnson getting hired away, like that's really, uh, personnel-wise, Jared Goff's their quarterback. Their offensive line's locked in. Like, everybody's young. Like, it's not going to change significantly over the next couple of years, and Laporta's shown he's already good. Yeah. So, with him, the talent's there. The situation's probably not going to change a ton. Kyle Pitts, the situation could change, but I don't know that I would bet on it because they've been good enough that I don't know that they're just going to blow everything up. And the talent, I think, is good, but, like, it's just not... It's not been there, and... This is the yucky part of Kyle Pitts, the part that nobody wants to acknowledge, but it's just true. They've been throwing the ball. Well, the and past two weeks, he actually has been good. Yes, but not Laporta good. No. Like, he's been fine, but not Laporta good. And so, all that to say, if I am flat out trying to suck and rebuild and I don't want points right now and I'm just playing for a couple years down the road, I can see wanting Pitts, but just about every other scenario, I think I want Laporta. Yeah, I I agree. He's great. He's so great. Okay, players you should be selling as a contender. This is going to be spicy. We're going to have to make Feels some like arguments. A shot at I, it's it's not a shot. These are just guys that have underperformed that I think hold value, and you can trade them and get stuff. Four out of five of these guys are on my de- main dynasty team where I'm trying to win. <laughs> promise i had no idea when i made the list i just made it and i was like okay who are who are guys that will hold value past this year that aren't producing up to their expectation right now 
that you can get somebody who is producing right now for them. So the names are T. Higgins, Jameer Gibbs, Justin Jefferson, put an asterisk next to that one, Derrick Henry, and Calvin Ridley. Where do we want to go with these? I get it. <laughs> this the cold surrender. <laughs> I get it. Oh man. Now I'm not selling these players for next to nothing either. Right. Trying that, to get see, peanuts. That's, that's part of it. You can get good stuff for these guys. Especially especially in Dynasty, like to me, I'm not selling Justin Jefferson for for a discount. I'm sorry, I don't I don't care that he's on the IR. If you want Justin Jefferson in Dynasty, contending or rebuilding, you will pay me the iron price. Yeah. Here's here's my thought process with Justin Jefferson, because in Dynasty, I don't want to sell Justin Jefferson in Dynasty, but let me paint a scenario where maybe you could. You are a team that is four and two. You're currently third in points four. You're fourth or fifth in max points four. So you are, you're on the cusp, but you need something to get you over the hump. You need points and you need wins. Justin Jefferson's on IR. There's a possibility he may not come back for a couple weeks post that four-week IR period. So if you don't do something with Jefferson right now, this season might just be a wash. And at that point, like I just never want to be in that middle point. I want to be always getting after it one way or another. So I could see a scenario where in a dynasty league, you're like, you know what? I can get really good stuff for Jefferson. His value is insane. Plus, also, there's just a teeny little niggling piece of uncertainty about who his quarterback is going to be next year. You can trade him for Amon Ross St. Brown and, like, picks, lots of picks. And you can get production now and really good insulated value in, in the form of picks going forward. Or you can package Jefferson probably plus something else to get Jamar Chase, and then you basically made a lateral move, and you're off and running. That would be where I would go with that. Yeah. I, I agree. So, I don't hear me say you should sell Justin Jefferson a dynasty because I think it's a specific scenario. But I think in that one scenario, I'd be looking myself in the mirror going, okay, I might need to make a move here if I really want to be serious about trying to win. Yeah. And I've kind of had the same conversation with T. Higgins. You know, because this is a team where I also have Jamar Chase. And I, I've had to look myself in the mirror and, and still go back and forth. with like, like, would I sell T. Higgins for like a Devontae Adams? I 100% think that T. Higgins is the better dynasty asset for sure. But if I'm trying to win it this year... I mean, Devontae's going to get Devontae can get me there. I don't think Tiggins can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Tiggins is rough, man, because he hasn't quite been the dominant receiver that we all think he can be, and that he's shown in spurts. And but there's also a window, like I said earlier, this off season where his yeah. value can go up. Yep. It also may not go up. It may go down, depending on where he signs. He might just go take a bag of money to be the titans yeah, exactly there you go oh but god he might get a bag don't of money do it from the T. Titans. <laughs> don't do it so 
it may not be all rosy there. And in that scenario, you, I would, I would hate to be a Teagan's owner in Dynasty because that would just suck. Because like it, it could be so good, and that was not what you wanted. So he's not quite producing now. I think you're right. Uh, Devontae Adams is a great name because he's old. His dynasty value is not amazing, but man, he's going to produce this year despite uh, Vegas be damned. D- Devontae Adams is going to be still good. So that would be. And a he might demand a trade and go somewhere better. There you go. I've seen that too. Um, Jameer Gibbs is interesting because I don't think he's a sell in Dynasty, but also in a similar sort of situation. I paid a bag of money for this guy. <laughs> you did. You paid the iron price. <laughs> I he's not he is not the top ten running back that we were hoping for this season. He's still a great dynasty piece because he's got long term value with the Lions. But also we've seen, and maybe this is a thing that continues over the next couple of years, because David Montgomery He's going to be there a couple of years. Maybe they just are like, you know what? Dave Montgomery's our pounder, and Jameer Gibbs is the guy that we bring in to sort of not spell him, but as the change of pace guy. And that's so far not been a super great fantasy role. Don't spend a top 12 pick on a change of pace guy. Yeah. Not ideal. So I do think you can get a lot for Jameer Gibbs still. And you can go trade him for whatever your heart desires. You could get Christian McCaffrey for Jameer Gibbs right now, probably. And that's that's great. Go get T or um Jameer Gibbs or not Travis Etienne and Yes. And something. Yes, absolutely. Um Derek Henry, I think this one's pretty self explanatory. He's losing work to Ty J Spears. He might even get cut or traded. Uh, I don't say cut. He won't get cut. Oh, no. He might get traded at <laughs> the say deadline. That. Yeah, he, he sorry. That was <laughs> he's not getting cut. He might get traded at the deadline. Uh or honestly, I don't know if this would really happen, but maybe Spears actually works more into his workload as the season goes on. Maybe he starts to slow down a little bit with the pounding. I don't know. But Derrick Henry, it's like he still has some value. There's a lot of people that play Dynasty-like redraft. You can probably still get something moderately okay for him. I would be doing that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Calvin Ridley. I don't know what to do with him. We have beat around the bush a little bit with Calvin Ridley the past couple weeks. He's not been what we've hoped. Um, He's a very interesting situation. I was thinking about this, too. I don't know if he gets re-signed by the Jaguars because Calvin Ridley is 28 years old. He's still on his rookie contract. I could see a scenario where he gets offered a bag to play somewhere. Like Christian Kirk got offered a bag by the Jaguars. Maybe Calvin Ridley gets offered a ton of money, life-changing money, and just goes to the highest bidder because he needs to get paid. Well, he's got a gambling addiction, so... (laughs) got to supplement it somehow <laughs> oh no uh i mean you're right he you know the the casino's got to get it from somewhere that's fair so i don't know what to do with ridley i'll be honest with you i thought he was gonna be a smash this year and he's been he's been good in parts but also in not spurts. great in others He's, he's an interesting situation. We'll see. Uh, okay. Final bit here. I don't want to talk about players you should sell as a rebuilder because I think 
I do. You know who you we need should to probably. Sell. Yeah, you know who you need to sell. But I do think we should probably just briefly touch on this. When you're rebuilding, I would never advise anybody to half asset. If you're going to rebuild, you need to suck. Your team needs to be terrible. You need to trot out a team that's not good. I'll I'll speak from personal experience. Two years ago, I really wanted Brees Hall. I wanted that first pick. I think I lost but you there, I was playing the, you know, I've still got some players. I'm going to still put in a halfway decent lineup. I'm not just going to sandbag everybody because I just didn't want to play that way. And what, lo and behold, what ends up happening is the final week, I win my matchup, and I end up with the second pick in that rookie draft. Like the so Texans had, last year. Exactly. So I had to trade to get Brees Hall. I had to trade a future first-round pick to move up from two to one. That future first-round pick, because injuries galore, it ended up being the 102. So I could have had the 102 two years in a row, but instead I paid Jameer Gibbs and the 102 for Brees Hall. I could have just lost and not paid anything for Brees Hall and got him for free. So I don't be the rebuilding team that like still has really good players. You might have one or two foundational pieces but sell the farm get bad and get picks that's my little soapbox aside i agree so i'm trying to do that in the dynasty league <laughs> it can be tough it takes a while because you, you don't want to just sell people for pennies on the dollar you still want to get decent value but at the same time you don't want to have points in your lineup so we're not talking about players you should sell because you should probably sell everybody but people you can buy as a rebuilding team that will help you for the future. Here are the names. Javante Williams, Asterix, Sam Laporta, Kyle Pitts, Anthony Richardson, Zay Flowers. You'll notice Sam Laporta is also here. That's how good Sam Laporta is. If I need to win a championship, <laughs> I can go get me a top five tight end. Yeah. If I need a top five <clears throat> tight end for my dynasty team to build on, I can go get Sam Laporta. Exactly. I See... I view quarterback and tight end as foundational pieces for your dynasty teams, like bedrock pieces. And so if you can lock in a 23-year-old stud tight end, that's great. Like, I can sell wide receivers and running backs all day long and scores, like, no points anywhere else. But if I had, like, Justin Herbert and Sam Laporta as my cornerstones and then I use the picks to acquire the running backs and wide receivers, I think that would be a good way to go about it. So you can still trade for a great tight end that is young and build around them uh, and move forward that way. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Javante Williams here is an asterisk because it is, it's risky business, I think, a little bit. He's young. He's not doing a whole lot. <laughs> he's not doing a ton, so I don't think you got to pay a lot for him. This is a little bit of betting on the talent, and I think – Players of his talent typically are not this cheap, and that's pretty much what it is. And I don't know that he's going to score a crap load of points in your lineup. So he feels a little bit to me like if you're going to get Javante, you probably are gunning for it next year. Yeah. Maybe a little reboot instead of a full rebuild. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe he's not like a traditional rebuild target. He's like, you're, you're about to come out of the rebuild. Let me go lock in Javante. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Kyle Pitts and Anthony Richardson. 
We know Kyle's not going to get you points in your lineup. There you go. That's what it is. We don't want people that are going <laughs> to score points right now. Kyle Pitts hasn't been doing it for you. Anthony Richardson's hurt out for the year, so he's a perfect buy low right now. Uh, you want to trade for great players that are hurt. That That's amazing as a rebuilder. Um, Kyle Pitts, you're just playing the long game. And maybe in some cases he's even better than Sam Laporta because he's not good right now. Yeah, like in, in my rebuilds, tight end premium league, went and got Kyle Pitts. I, I probably would not move him for Laporta right now. Because the team is the team's bad. I'm like dead last in max points for, which is right where we want to be right now. Yep. And I got Kyle Pitts. I've got like Justin Herbert. I've got a CD Lamb. I, I, I view those as like that's three pieces that I'm I'm building on and I'm solid. Yep. I've got a top five receiver for Dynasty. I've got a top potentially top five tight end. We'll see. the 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 viewpoint on Kyle Pitts has changed a lot, and I think it, I think a top three Dynasty quarterback. See, that's the way to do it. The rest of your team is in a shambles, but you've got those three guys right where I want it to be. <laughs> right where you want it. You got them where you want them. And I'll, I'll add another name here too, because I've I've got this guy on that team too. Is like Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, this feels dude, like the perfect, perfect time to go get him. Go perfect. get him now. He, he's not doing a whole lot. Seattle is probably not going to use him a ton here, moving forward. I mean, they're going to use him a little bit. His roles increased a little bit. I've seen I've seen a few flashes, which is all I want to see right now, as a rebuilder. Yeah, no, he is a perfect buy low. Because I still believe in the talent. I don't think it's because he's not good that he's not producing. I think it's because Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are really good, and Njigba's a rookie. Yeah. So he fits. He fits exactly what they want right now. Yeah, I would agree. That's one hundred percent. The final name I want to mention here is Zay Flowers, and this is because this, Flowers is producing right now. But I think Flowers is really good, and I think he's Lamar Jackson's wide receiver one. He's getting a lot of targets right now too. So I just think Flowers is going to be a really good long-term piece. His value will depend on your league mates. I, I have seen a varying amounts of appreciation for Zay Flowers from I don't like him to he's untouchable. So depending on your league, you can get him for really not much at all. If he's expensive, don't go buy him. But if he's inexpensive, I think he's a good piece to build around. And I like building around those two, the cornerstones, quarterbacks, tight ends, and then going and getting wide receivers. Don't get running backs until you're ready to go all in that season, maybe the next couple seasons. Yeah, for sure. Anybody else you want to mention? Uh, nothing comes to mind. Amazing. Well, we've got a Thursday night game we can go watch. and uh, Let's go catch that. Travis Etienne has already scored. Oh, Surprise, surprise. The man with 23 touches a game is is picking up right where he, he left was off. He was in the post you did today, too. ETN yep. is on a different level right now. He's phenomenal. He doesn't even have to be super efficient like he was his rookie year. He's getting so many touches. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a couple leagues where I've got a buy Mageddon going on, but I got Travis ETN, so I got You'll a shot. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> He's got 10 points. One. Oh, wow. We'll see you guys next week when we're, uh, you know, commiserating over all of what week seven is going to bring us. I'm pretty sure I won't have anybody healthy left, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
you may be you may be lucky and, and have like a like a Michael Pittman left. No, if you're lucky. I don't even I, I don't even want Michael Pittman. Okay, um <laughs> that'll do it everybody. You just talked him up. I know, I know. Fake. We'll see ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.